0: Welcome to this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. Eve. In this series, we discuss all things sex to help you understand your body and your partners better to have a pleasurable experience every round. I am Ntabi Klapo, and today I'm in conversation with globally renowned sexologist, Dr. Malin Vasserman, better known as Dr. Eve. Dr. Eve has over 30 years of experience as an internationally trained clinical sexologist and couple and sex therapist. Back in 1994, Dr. Eve imported sex toys into South Africa. Despite professional stigma and community rejection, she opened an in real life and online store, DrEve.co.za, believing people have the right to access sexual health products to better promote their sexual health and pleasure today among her many projects her store educates people about the clinical and personal benefits of using sexual health products on this episode we speak to dr eve about postpartum sex the postpartum period sometimes called the fourth trimester is considered to be the weeks after giving birth and it can be six months after giving birth according to some guidelines while others can put the time at over a year Postpartum sex simply means sex that you have during this time. While many women can attest to the challenges of adjusting after such a significant life change, others say they enjoy sex more after birth than before they became parents. Dr. Eve, what do we know about postpartum sex? Postpartum sex is part of your journey. So I'm
1: going to start before the baby is born. Mm. The process of falling pregnant is a very challenging process for couples. Yes, There's a lot of pressure from them, from the community, from the culture to be able to fall pregnant. And there, immediately, whatever fun sex was happening changes mm. because now you've got to have sex on demand. Yes, And it changes the fun into work into a mm. duty it's like hey honey I'm ovulating come home you've got to give me your sperm right now mm. so there's the pressure then there is also increasingly more and more women people are needing IVF mm. so going through a process of IVF shatters and changes your sexual interest your mm. libido and your functioning mm. so we've got that build up that happens that distorts disrupts sexual functioning for men and for women at that time, so that's Mm. even before the baby's born Yes. Mm. Then you go through your pregnancy and every woman responds differently. So research will show us in the first trimester, Mm. specifically in the second trimester, Mm. when women are very engorged and they're very ripe vaginally, there is a great interest in being sexual, there's a lot of juice, there's a lot of lubrication, they're feeling good, if they are feeling good, and sexual activity is at its peak. Mm. in the second trimester because of
0: that.
1: In the third trimester there may still be interest in being sexual, but it's a little more difficult to, to be able to mobilise oneself physically to be able to be sexual. Oh. So you've got a lot of changes that are happening beforehand. Yes. That's just the physical part of it and hormonal part. What's happening emotionally, Mm. who knows? Because is this a planned baby? Is this a baby that one wants or one doesn't want? Was it conceived by natural or unnatural or infertility? So what were the different circumstances? All of that is going to impact on what happens once that baby's born and the woman's response. Mm. Very much one has to consider the psychological and the mental well-being of the woman. Mm. I'm going to take you back into the world of trauma. Yes. Considering how many women have experienced trauma, many women are on antidepressants, on SSRIs, Mm. so they already are at risk for having difficulty postpartum. Mm. They're at risk for having postpartum depression Mm. and difficulty, therefore, with being sexual. So it has to be factored in in a very holistic way of what happens to women. Mm. Let's not forget, and I really want to focus on this aspect that I think gets very neglected, Mm. and that is the actual birthing experience. Yes. Women expect to go into that, as do their partners, but there's going to be this preparation because... There is a lot of talk on social media around choosing your birthing experience. Yes. It doesn't happen like that. Mm. Not for the majority, I think it's like 85% of women never get to have the birth experience that they chose or that they had hoped for. There is going to be things that are unexpected that Mm. can happen at that time. So there is a psychological disruption that happens Mm. and that could be traumatic for the woman. Mm. So, to get to where you want to, the baby has arrived, what happens sexually? Mm, Whatever's mm. going to happen sexually to her is very dependent on that entire process that came beforehand, mm. including the birth experience as to how she's going to respond sexually. Mm, mm, mm. So I've given you like a dark picture. We can talk about <laughs> a happy picture of ideally for healthy experiences for women who have had wonderful wonderful planned or even unplanned pregnancies wonderful birthing experiences Mm. what happens to them yes okay should we do that i think we should do that (laughs) (laughs) maybe i spent too much time living in a therapy room and hearing difficulties Mm. so again we want to look at hormones what happens hormonally to women Mm. for women who are i mean the doctors are always going to say wait six weeks. Yes. Mm. It's not really based on scientific evidence, but it is to say, well, okay, let's, you know, kind of protect the vagina because we don't want to harm anything, whether it's a natural birth and then, obviously, if it's been a C-section, mm. you want to give the vagina some resting time. Mm. A lot of couples want to start being sexual before six weeks. Mm. And let them. I, I really encourage people to continue to be intimate. Yes. To be intimate. And we spoke spoken on an earlier podcast around not following the required or the preferred or what has been determined by society as a normal sexuality. Yes. So what if you can't penetrate a vagina? There are many other ways to feel connected mm. and to feel intimate and to still hold on to that part of yourself that is a lover. Mm. Not mm. just be too completely consumed which one is, by a baby, but mm. even if it is just kind of being in bed together at some time and touching your toes with each other,
0: mm. being
1: able still to talk to each other in a romantic way, mm. to recognise, I'm still going to bring you flowers every week, to mm. recognise that they, I still see you as my lover, not just as the mother of my as child. My baby. Yeah. Yes. So there is going to be the fatigue, there is mm. going to be the stress, there's going mm. to be a lot of unknowns that mm. are going to happen for this woman. Mm. Her vagina is going to need some resting time, maybe her mm. body does as well. And then if she is breastfeeding, nature has a, a wonderful way of protecting the infant actually. Mm. Because the mother with breastfeeding releases a hormone called prolactin. Okay. And prolactin is a natural birth control. Oh. It suppresses libido. Oh, okay. yeah. So why does she need to have a suppressed libido? Because if she were to feel horny, and she were wanting to be sexual, she has a high risk of falling pregnant again. Mm. And the infant that she has is going to be neglected. Mm. So nature says, oh no, 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 why do you breastfeed in? You've got to give attention just to one child. You're not Mm. able to give attention to another baby at the Mm. same time. Mm. So her libido is naturally, through hormones, suppressed. Mm. And this is something that women need to know the libido has to be almost manufactured to be able to be sexual again. Mm. And I'm going to kind of loop back to your introduction, that's when sex toys are so welcome. Mm. Mm.
0: (sighs) You know, I wanted to to bring that in, that for a couple who has never tried sex toys, Um, now you have a baby, yeah. um, how do you think one can integrate that without it, particularly for, for the woman who's just given birth, uh-huh. it can be easily misunderstood as, I don't want to touch you anymore, yeah. so let's bring in a sex toy, mm-hmm. if he brings it in. Mm-hmm. And I guess the same may be, may be said for if she brings it in. So mm-hmm. how do we navigate those conversations? I love when there are critical events in people's lives, whether
1: it is the trauma of an affair or the joy and trauma of a baby, Mm. because it disrupts what's called entropy. Mm. It breaks you out of your natural rhythm of how your structure is. So when there is a critical event like a birth of a baby, it gives you opportunity to bring in new ideas, Mm. to do what I call, think about there are infinite possibilities of being sexual. Now that we can't keep doing the same things the same way as what we used to, this opens up opportunity for us to do something different. So yeah. how about using lube? Because that's always like the first sexual product that I think people are comfortable mm. with. Let's bring in some lube because I'm dry and I don't want to be in pain or discomfort. Mm. And also maybe all I want to do is to masturbate you. I just mm. want to give you a hand job or I just want to give you some kind of oral sex. And lube is going to be so much nicer. Mm. So that's kind of a way of introducing it. And then to say, well, since we're in this place of newness, let's experiment and let's try sex toy. Because even Mm. if I can't penetrate you vaginally, how about bringing in a clitoral vibrator, Mm. which I can then be with you and enjoy watching you, or even holding the vibe for you mm. and seeing you having an orgasm. And that's got wonderful benefits, right? Mm. What are the benefits yes. of orgasm? Of complete releasing of wonderful hormones mm. that bring quietness, restfulness, sleep, relaxation. Mm. into anyone's life. Mm.
0: So we can kind of sell the sex toy along with the diapers. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to another question, Dr. Eve. After a woman has a baby, Mm -hmm. there may be some changes in her desire for sex. Um, Is this something that's permanent? Or can she revert uh, back to how her sexual appetite was before the baby was born?
1: I'm going to go back to what we spoke about originally on the podcast and that's really dependent on the relationship because when a baby comes and disrupts life and it will disrupt the dynamic of the couple, Mm -hmm. it really depends on what happens to that relationship. Is this person who is partnering, parenting with her, going to be somebody who is supportive Mm -hmm. and going to be somebody who is also taking responsibility for parenting? Mm. Because that's going to always feed the libido of a woman from a hormonal point of view, once mm. she stops breastfeeding, her hormones will go back into a natural rhythm. Yes. Uh, she can also then choose a different form of contraception which will have impact on her libido, but there's no reason why she shouldn't hormonally go back into a normal state of what she was like
0: yes. but the
1: other variables will will uh, you know really influence it. I really believe in Tubby that it takes a village to raise. A child yes absolutely. and the more support a woman mm. can get the more opportunity she has for self-care mm. and self-care is a way of generating libido of being able to say i have a little time for myself i'm creating daily time for myself mm. which makes me feel more regulated in my body and therefore i'm more available to connect with my partner i'm more present in my body and mm. open to pleasure You Mm. cannot raise a child on your own. Mm. Delegate, get support, find Mm. people who you feel safe with to caretake that baby so you can still
0: caretake yourself, which will allow you
1: to be sexual. Mm.
0: I really like that you bring up the issue of taking care of yourself and your body because outside the sexual aspect of it, your body really changes. Your breasts look different. Mm -hmm. Um, You may be a bit rounder for some women. And often it's difficult to lose that weight. Uh, Sometimes you don't have the resources, the energy, the time for it. And you're a new person. Um, what, What do you have to say for women? who have gone through that Mm -hmm. but also men who are there with them and noticing the changes Mm -hmm. i remember in an earlier discussion you were talking about a man who said well i'm not having sex with my wife because she's gotten she's gained weight Mm. but Mm. this generally happens for most women who give birth yeah
1: and and let's add in that there can be vaginal changes as well Mm. because of the birthing process right yes i mean look the vagina is elastic and it'll Go back to how it was with a difference because it's had some, you know, great extension that's happening over there. Yes. Um, How do you get comfortable and accepting of any changes? Women's bodies are these most amazing, magnificent things because they Mm. have an ability to shrink Mm. and to expand, and to shrink and to expand. Mm. And it's being able to be comfortable with your body and how you look. Mm. That's what. Confidence and sexual confidence comes from mm-hmm. is being able to feel accepting of the changes that mm-hmm. are constantly going to happen all the way until you die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you manage it? It's vital that we prevent diseases through lifestyle. You know, I'm a big proponent of that of healthy nutrition, exercise, and by exercise, not running around, getting onto a mat, doing yoga, pilates, mm-hmm. being able to take that time to regulate yourself so you're more available. I'm repeating as a partner and as a parent,
0: that's the most important thing to do. Absolutely. There you have it. Whether you've just given birth yesterday or a year ago, just remember that as a woman, your body is beautiful and it deserves all the love that you can give it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. Eve. It was a pleasure having you with us. For more stories about relationships and wellness, go to news24.com.